Okay, communicating number 11. I'm getting the Caterpillar down on the edit track. Yeah, I can see a little bit of wiggle up there on the no effects track. Man, a lot of things happen today. A lot of things to talk about. But this is, in fact, communicating number 11. And today is, in fact, the 25th of September. Man, things are moving along. I think I'm at the 14-day mark with my involvement as a libertarian community organizer in the U.S. Senate race here in the state of Georgia, where I happily reside and have resided low these many years. I think you could say I grew up here because off and on, we've been here since at least 1964. A couple of breaks in service there between 64 and 72. But I believe we were here in 64, maybe 63. Yeah, I'm talking about my original nuclear family, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my grandmother, and East Point, Georgia. In 1962, wasn't so shabby. Yeah, I can recall where we lived there. But hey, communicate number 11 is not to discuss that. Communicate number 11 is to discuss bludgeon and skewer. Or should it be skewer and bludgeon? I kind of like bludgeon, you know, because that's hitting something with a blunt object. And skewer, which is after you've hit it with a blunt object and it really doesn't know where it is anymore, you stick something sharp deep inside it and try to kill it with one blow. That's a skewer. You know, when you see those uh, little little Cornish game hens on those metal rods, that's a skewer. Woo, look at the size of that fucking thing. And I don't have a damn airsoft gun anywhere around. Well, it is a garage. What do you expect? Bludgeon and skewer. Uh, that's what I was talking about. Now, tonight's... Um, Tonight's monologue's going to run long. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because uh, I feel long-winded. I think I'll exceed my eight-minute, my eight-minute, uh, excuse me, seven-minute uh, module. This may go 15, 20, I don't know, maybe longer. I'm in a particularly, particularly ranting mood tonight. Anyway, bludgeon and skewer. That's a name that got coined for me and Chris last week by uh, Jim Galloway at the AJC. He reviewed our work, our first four spots that we introduced into the radio market here in, Atla in Atlanta as we began our assault on the uh, target. And that is Saxby Shambliss. We really do intend to cost him his employment position currently serving as a U.S. Senator because we believe him to be, I'll be very blunt about this, I believe that he lies I believe that he steals, and I believe he's a coward. And I do not care for men with those three particular attributes to be in charge of anything, much less my government. My Confederate Chris has equal animosity for anybody who's currently serving. That's the key, I believe, to bludgeon and skewer. We only work against incumbents. And if you've been there a particularly long time, well, let's say four terms, maybe six, might be looking at seven, you should be careful of drawing our attention. Because in your next election, you won't be serving anywhere. 
And if you're particularly offensive, if in fact we can discover and prove that you've stolen money from the people of the United States by, your, by means of your power, prestige, or position, we're going to do our best to make sure that you're serving time. I'd love to see a bunch of ex-senators and members of the House in an orange vest on the side of the road with a big goddamn sign on them that says, I was a senator. Now I'm picking up trash because I was a fucking thief. It's really the thieving that bothers me because it's, it's smart thieving. They're, they're, they're not stupid crooks. Now they got fucking committees of people advising them on, on how to best steal the public's money. And at Bludgeon and Skewer, believe me, if we take you on, we hope you'll end up behind bars. It's kind of like our uh, advertising cachet. Take on Bludgeon and Skewer, and you'll wind up behind bars. I'd like to envision a world where the reputation of the firm was so incredible that when people found out their opponents had employed us, they resigned. Period. That's real science fiction. <laughs> kind of shit that would never happen in the real world. But, <clears throat> you know, for the last 14 days I've been influencing the Senate election here in Georgia. Me. <laughs> I'm by my fucking lonesome. Well, me and Chris. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the, uh, in terms of the amount of resources we've been able to bring to bear against the problem, i.e. discrediting, discrediting Saxby, that we've had such success. Our candidate, the one we're purporting to support, gained five points in the last poll. I mean, that's a reality. Survey USA poll uh, 10 days ago. Allen's got 8%. And it's a, it's a four-day rolling poll conducted around the state via telephone. Our initial commercial advertisement was active halfway through that poll. On our first day of operation, the two local old media, old media publications, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and the Creative Loafing, which in spite of its uh, pretension to be alternative media is actually old school because they still print a physical fucking paper. You believe that? Fucking unreal. Printing presses. Anyway. Day one, we start our blast. They pick it up. Bang, bang, bang. Chris, my associate, exhibiting exquisite style. Passed on to a writer at the CL. Our first four spots. Not a big secret, you know, if he'd been industrious and listened for four hours and take the whole fucking show, maybe he could have extracted the files. But hey, here are the files. Why? Because we want people to know that we're running ads against the incumbent United States Senator from Georgia, Saxby Shamless. And we intend to cost him his spot. For we are bludgeon and skewer. As our strategies for the campaign have evolved, we're—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm fucking 14 days down the road now, Jack. I've been running spots in Atlanta for a week and four days, nearly two weeks, on one AM station. Granted, 
only during drive time and at half the frequency rate in the second week that we were at the first rate, the first week. But money's been a driving factor. If we had more money to play with, why? <laughs> we would play much more. I shudder to think what the impact of $35,000 in cash could do to the uh, Senate race in Georgia. I believe within a week I can get Alan into the mid-teens, maybe higher, low 20s. Man, to jump from 8 to 22 points in the span of a motherfucking survey period. Now, granted, it's a backwater state. It's not an important race. Saxby's got the shit in the bag. Martin just might as well hang it up. 52 points, 36 points. Fuck, he's toast. Nothing gonna happen there. Maybe it could. Let's say a third party candidate started gaining some support. Got a hold of some money. Could afford to get his message out. Do some meet and greets. Draw national attention. Get interviewed on Larry King. He's a motherfucking Senate candidate. He's a leading agent of change and country. What do you mean he can't get on Larry King? Man, you want to be so... You're going to get left behind, Larry. You need to. Alan needs to go on Larry King Live. Well, let's see if we can make that happen. Picked up eight points in the last survey USA. Larry. I don't know. I don't know if that, uh, then Palin stories don't seem to be paying off for y'all. So, go ahead and something else. It still hurts fucking Republican, Larry. Come on. Come on. You think Democrats can flock to the banner of libertarianism? You know, personal responsibility? You know, are what you are because of what you do, not what somebody did to you? Today, yesterday, a hundred years ago? Libertarian. Stand up on your own goddamn feet. Libertarian. You know, I'm going to talk about the 13% solution now. Because that's a project I've been working for almost six days. It, it's become more fully formed in my mind. And as a political stratagem, you know, an element of a campaign, a tactical move, uh, you know, what if libertarians actually appeal to the centrists on both sides? You know, right now it's 45-45. You know, there's 10% in the middle that's going to decide who's going to be the president. Which 10%? That's the question. I've always believed that there are elemental fractions in society. I mean, you've got, you've got a slice of the population that loves to teach. You've got a slice of the population that loves to farm. You've got a slice of the population that loves to carry rifles and shoot at stuff. And ages gone by, those elements in the population that like to carry rifles and shoot at stuff today uh, often carried spears and swords and shields, or helmets at times, clubs. <laughs> you know, man, we've gotten far afield from the discussion about bludgeon and skewer and about uh, the method of feeding Saxby in this cycle. And the time we have left with the money, the resources we have available. And they are, time is short. And resources are non-existent. I mean, we're basically running this thing as a hobby. There's no money coming in. None. And it irks me, you know, because I think, you know, 
I think there's a lot of guys out there that wouldn't mind hitting a PayPal button and giving us 10 bucks. Give us 10 bucks. Buy a fucking spot. You know, we can buy a spot, a 30-second spot on the radio for 10 fucking dollars. <laughs> 10 dollars, man. And you own 30 seconds of the broadcast spectrum on a given day at a given time. Belongs to no one but you. Your voice is heard then. 30-second rants. Think about it, man. Ten bucks. It's a cool thing. And uh, my partner and I, here at the Bludgeon and Skewer studio, the BS studio, <laughs> connive, plot, and scheme to discreetly nuance and bits. A phone call here, a personal appearance there. You know, a couple hundred dollars to buy a week's worth of radio time in a mid-Georgia market. Sit back, enjoy the chatter. Hear you, you hear good, you hear bad. You know, I want to see all the emails. I need to go down and talk to station crew about that. And that's why I need to go see all the station crew. It's a road trip. Travel all over Georgia. It's a three-day run. Got to go to Dalton, meet with this person in the morning. We go to fucking breakfast. Come on. Well, that was certainly an excellent meal. That's what I want to do. I would like to eat out most of the time. And yet, sleep in my own bed most every night. Man, communicating number 11 has been disjointed. And in some ways I apologize, in some ways I do not. Because I think I have some great material on this. Unfortunately, I have no idea what kind of clock I'm running because I'm measuring fucking beats. Oh, measures, I'm at 422. Mm. I think this thing's got 11 at 9.99. Great little toy, though. 11.04. I know I've been talking at least half an hour. Jesus, did we cover everything? Uh, that was a rambling... Okay, communicate number 11. It's long. Lots of things going on. You know, and I did not even get around to discussing the website business-related ideas I've had with this. Man, I really think that commercials can be ringtones. I think a political attack ad can be a ringtone. We need to sell them, like for a buck a pop. I don't know. You know, if you can make a quarter on a ringtone, would you do it? sell it for at least a dollar, I guess. Oh, man, we've never, you know, I have so many communiques I have to make. I mean, I'll be lecturing for hours because I'm lecturing. I'm relating to the listener. Stuff that's happened to me, observations that I make. As I wind my way through my life. Yeah, this is me scratching on a rock, dude. This is me painting a fucking wall in a cave. Uh, I really want to leave something behind that can be referenced later and perhaps understood. Yeah. We're going to make this happen. Bludgeon and Skewer is going to be a fucking reality. Well, I don't know. What do you think he might sell the fucking building for? That would be a tremendous headquarters. Well, I don't know what time it is. It's quite late. I'm 
my back is beginning to hurt because I did work 10 hours a day and came home and schemed and connived for several more and laid down some track and went and visited a guy who managed to extract our lovely file. So I've got another vicious attack ad in the can ready for distribution. It is shocking in very poor taste, evocative of vivid imagery, invoking memories of leaders past. A powerful piece, I believe, because it speaks truth. Yeah. Draft dodger. No doubt. Polished one, too. Professional. Man, covered the bases. Yeah, but that don't change the facts. Saxby is a fucking dad. A fucking draft dodger. And with that thought, we're signing off on communique number 11. Uh, good night, and God bless.